We are live for the 101st episode of the Bronx Bible Podcast. I am your host, Matt Luigi, and tonight it's Andrew and I. Andrew, how you doing? You're doing terrible. I'm doing terrible. It's currently 6-1 Red Sox in the bottom of the eighth inning. No, we did not wait till the game ended to start recording. We are doing it now because we're miserable, and we (laughs) simply just wanted to start podcasting right now. Um. I mean, just so much. Again, we're just going to get right into it. Like we wouldn't like Andrew and I really didn't even talk much before we started recording. But we're we're just getting right into it because because we know everything we need to say, dude. Like we yeah. don't have to sit here and prep out what our talk track tonight is. Like everything that that's happened speaks for itself, and everything that we've seen from this team all year um, huh. basically le- it, it it made what happened tonight. It should have been shouldn't have been a surprise, but I'm sure to many fans yeah. it still was. It's really like, where do you want to begin? Right? Like, where do you want to begin? Do you want to begin with our $325 million ace going out and shit in the bed and not even getting out of the third inning? Do we want to go with once again, the offense just being completely lifeless, having one hit through five innings, one run through eight innings at this point, just completely terrible. So many swings and misses. Um, uh, We could talk about, I mean, I mean, I heard people complain about Boone trying to steal outs this game. I don't think that was much of a thing as it was at a certain point when your starting pitcher gives you six outs. You got to get some length out of your bullpen arms. It's not like you have like – I get it's a winner take all game, but you only have so many good bullpen arms, right? So yeah, but I, any, I good, any good comeback, there. any any good comeback, you point to like, hey, these two guys gave us four shot out of exactly. Things. We don't come back without. Yeah. It's like, well. Like I have no problem with him trying to get a second inning out of Luizaga or Sevi. Like I have no issue with that. What do you do? You're going to go to Wanda. You're going to pitch Joelle Rodriguez. What are you going to use? Like a a different guy each inning. It's bound. One of those guys is going to have an off night. So Boone is terrible. And as much as I hate Boone, as much as I think he should be fired by tomorrow morning, which obviously won't happen if it does happen that soon. But look, man, there is just like, let's just start from the beginning. I mean, Garrett Cole, you could point to his hamstring. Uh, so, you know, ever since that hamstring flare-up in early September, he he hasn't been the same pitcher. He's struggled. I I get that if you want to point to that, but, but the bottom know, line is he the was problem. the bottom line is he was out there. He was out yeah. there. He's our big time pitcher, and if you're out there, that means you're healthy enough to pitch. And he sucked tonight. He was absolutely awful. Gives up a fucking two out home run on a changeup right down the middle. Just absolutely pathetic and just. Didn't have any control, and well, well, that's it. His location was just as bad as it's been because his stuff. Like, he was throwing ninety-eight, ninety-nine with his fastball. His slider had some movement to it, but he had no idea where the pitches were going. And it, it got to the point where he what he walked the first guy, the first two guys in in the third inning. And it's like this is just going to matriculate yep. to disaster. Like this was going to be six nothing in the third inning, but I'll get you out right now. Yep. Um, like I said, the offense right first five innings, one hit, obviously. The one guy, I got Stan, credit to Stan, showing up once again in a big game. I uh, thought he had two home runs, uh, but, of course, the green monster, right? The first one, obviously, John Sterling going viral for <laughs> calling a home run as he's rounding the bases, even though the ball's being thrown in. But, I mean, the K, everyone was fooled. Like, Matty V thought it was a home run. I thought it was a home run. The cameraman thought it was a home run. Eh. It, that that sucked. And then obviously, like, look, Andrew, you said before we started recording, the whole Nevin send almost doesn't even matter now because it's 6-1. But it, look, it's like it's almost like fallacy of the predetermined outcome, right? Like, you don't know that, like, hey, if he's pulled judge there and it's second and third, one out, then maybe, hey, that puts – because just think of it. 
you have second and third one out with a guy like Gallo up. That all of a sudden puts less pressure on Gallo to get a hit. Now, runner on second, two outs, he has to get a hit. Like, basically, unless something wacky happens, he has to get a hit for that run to score from second. But second and third one out, he could hit a soft grounder. If the infield's back, he could hit a deep fly ball and get the job, and there's way less pressure on him. So it just changes so much. And as Judge grounds out to short for his last at bat of the year, uh, great That's, season, That seems Judge. fitting. Yeah, but that right. seems fitting. Yeah, but, uh, it's so tough to be mad at Judge. Uh, obviously, he only really had like the one infield hit tonight, but but still, just it's tough. Like Judge and Stanton, like are the two guys offensively, and and obviously Rizzo had that home run, which is literally the Yankees' offense at this point. But yeah, but look, if if this game is played in any other ballpark other than Fenway. The Yankees have at least four runs, and then maybe you manage the game a little different. Like both of Stanton's yeah. singles are home runs. Like I don't think there's there's a doubt, um, especially that second one that went like ninety eight percent of the way up four, the green monster in left center field. It was four of four hundred foot. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm laughing because it's that's how I don't cry. Um, but yeah, it's just there. Oh, there goes Stanton right now. He may have just poked one down the line. Oh, unbelievable, dude. Yeah, I mean that's just how it goes. Uh, Stan, <laughs> Stan goes oppo to end his season six uh, two now. Um, guy should have hit three home runs. The guy literally should have hit three home runs in a wild card game, and we're gonna have scored two runs in that thing and and, and gotten our our shit kicked in. I mean, you Unreal. know what? You know what, man? Just looking forward to the future. I'm glad we got this guy on our team. Like honestly, I'm glad that we have Stan on our team. It's this guy is just showing up down the stretch big time. But the like, guys we were saying, like, look, man, the Nevin send, like, <laughs> I can't believe the Nevin send had me agreeing with A-Rod, right? Like, it legitimately had me agreeing with A-Rod that, but anyways, I can't believe the Nevin send had me agreeing with A-Rod. That he like because Matty V was like, Oh no, I would have sent him too. And Arod said, No, you don't send him because you gotta know the situation. Yeah, you're and that's down the thing. two runs in a game where your offense isn't hitting much, like yo, like you, you can't look if it was clearly like, all right, he's definitely gonna make it, then why not? But it's it's Judge who isn't slow, but it's clearly not fast. And it, that's just such a fucking asinine move to send judge there and he was and you finally had an opportunity to maybe make something out of it rather like like you're gonna get two solo home runs in this game um that's not a rally that's not gonna do much to unless garrett cole went out and pitched eight shot innings like two solo home runs was never gonna get it done but you have a chance to build a rally you need men to be on base for that to happen and there you go labor torres flies out um i exited out of my screen before it even happened it's just, and you're right though with that send because situationally, uh, like it, there's one shot when if you were watching the main broadcast, uh, Judge is like 60% of the way to home plate by the time Bogarts gets the ball. Like it needs a perfect throw to get him, right? So if you look at it from that perspective, you're like, yeah, I, I kind of get it. But at the same time, what's the upside? You score one run to pull it to 3 2 as opposed to you have a rally second and third one out and who knows how, how far that inning can go. I, I don't know. It's just with the way they were struggling and the way they weren't scoring runs and not just tonight, because remember the last game, they, they didn't score until the ninth inning of that game mm-hmm. either. It, it's, 
again, you could just say, oh, well, if they weren't scoring there, then why would they get a big clutch hit there? But like, you got to put yourself in position. You don't know. Yankees didn't have any hits with exactly. runners in scoring. Didn't have any at-bats with runners in scoring position on Sunday in game 162 because they were just getting mowed down the whole game. I think they hit, they were one for one. <laughs> it was judges at bat in the ninth. Yeah. Look, but, now that it, like, look, now that it's official, Yankees lose 6-2 in the wild card game. The bottom line is this. This team, I think you were, like, me and you were both tweeting from the main account tonight, and I think you tweeted it, and it really is simple as this. Clean house. They need yeah. to clean house. Like, I'm, I'm just going to say it right now, because I've seen people float this, and I have very little faith and confidence in the Yankees front office and the people running this organization. But I, I don't. I still have enough faith that I do not believe this. That Aaron Boone is going to be back next year. If let me tell you something, if Aaron Boone is managing this team next year, I do not think I'm going to be able to do this podcast. Like I can, yeah. you know, with my work schedule, like this past year, it was very tough for me to even do it this year. But I still made time for it because I love this team and I love doing mm-hmm. this podcast. But if Aaron Boone comes back to manage this year, I do not think I, I, I can do it. I do not yeah, think I, I can mentally do that. I do not think I, I can mentally follow and root for this team if this man is back. Man, there is no way in no world you could bring this man back. Like yeah, he is I was talking absolutely to... awful. He is just beyond awful. We are all done with him. He, like, please get rid of him. The entire, Nevin, what Nevin did tonight, that's in, like I, I tweeted, that's a fireable offense. In an yeah. elimination game like that, to make a send like that, that is just like you deserve to lose your job based well, on Well, if, if, if Boone goes all of his assistance. Right. Like, I mean, that, I was going to say, like, clean how that's probably how it goes. And obviously, we don't even have to get into Marcus Tant. But the only guy I'd want still there is Matt Blake. And obviously, Matt I, Blake, I, yeah. that's the only guy I'd want to still be there. Everyone else can fuck off. Everyone else could get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, I, I, look, 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 look. What you said, I, I echo that sentiment. Just like it gets harder and harder every year to come back and feel confident. I know they, you know, there's that Michael K quote, "Hope springs eternal." Right at the beginning of every baseball season, you hear that yes jingle for the first time in six months. You start getting fired up again. But like, I just I can't do yep. it. And and it's not because like I'm I'm a, I'm a fake fan or I, I I'm a fair weather fan. Right, I need the team to win to be good. It's just like I'm sick and tired of seeing this team not breakthrough no, but and, and it's not even that it's the lack of urgency right they just they just go by exactly. and they're like oh well we made the wild card oh we made the alds oh we won a couple of games the ALCS. they haven't made the world series not even won a title they haven't made the world series exactly in 12 years with a team that was competitive and sh- and had a chance to get there in maybe nine of those 12 seasons so like at, at a certain point it, it, it's a culture thing it's a systemic issue within the franchise it's not just that they're not a, ba- a good baseball team like you like if you're a fan of like the royals or the t- even the royals have won more recently that's not a good example <laughs> like, like like the tigers or the Dang. phillies or the pirates or something like that like you know your team's not great you, you tune in to see the young kids and you tune you tune in to see oh maybe we're going to start to build something and in a few years we'll get there right like we, we, this is the year every year is the year and it ends like this and, and just i i don't know if i can get myself to be as excited. Like I'll watch all the games next year, but I can with a fair amount of confidence right now say that I don't know how excited I will be for the start of the next baseball season, yeah. regardless of what they do in the off season. If they bring, they bring in an amazing managerial hire. If they go out and they flip the roster all over, like I, I it doesn't matter right now because. No, I think for me, for I me need to see- yeah, like for me personally, I think this off season is very important in terms of how much I'll care next year. Yeah. You know, if they, if they like, right. If they it, honestly, it's not even if they get rid of Boone and the this staff. It's really just how quickly they do it. 
Because if the Yankees like this week, like if they like it may like Monday, let's say, if they announce that like we are not extending Aaron Boone, like I'll give them I'll tip my cap because I'll say, you know, good for you guys. Like that like this should be done within the week. Like Aaron Boone, like I if if the calendar turns in November and Aaron Boone still has a job and or, or still like, you know, hasn't been officially let go, they, there's a problem. Like there's a major problem because there's just no way you could bring this guy back. And I've seen people but, say, but, like, but oh, look. they're bringing him back. And I'm like, no, they're not. They, they, there's no way they could bring him back. How can you like spin extending this guy? Like, oh, yeah, man, you you've been the manager for four years and haven't gotten like you've made the ALCS one time. You've won the division one time. Like you've underachieved what two of the four years you've been here. Like, get the fuck out of here. Man. There's no way he could be brought back. But but here's here's my issue with that. If they bring in someone else who's who's comparable, what the fuck difference does it make, right? Because this organization is so. It's, it's about sending a message. It's about you, sending a message. Like yeah, you just but, but here's the thing. Like I, Andrew, they could hire you. They could hire me or you, and it'd be a better move than having Boone. You just need a different voice in that clubhouse, a different man. Like you, you need like at this point, like yeah. I'm not saying they should go from one spectrum to the other, but like you need more of like an old school like style baseball manager. I think you need like kind of like maybe a bit of more of a hard note. So I don't like you just need someone else other than Aaron Boone. Like I, I don't I I haven't done my coaching big board yet, but you just need someone <laughs> else other than Aaron Boone in there, man. No, no, that, no, no. I, no. I, I I I get it, but but I still think this this organization is is so fucking arrogant that they think that they're smarter than everyone else even though teams like the red sox the rays the dodgers the giants continually well not, not the giants continually but these teams are are, are smarter than them. they're more analytically driven even though the yankees claim that they're an analytics team and they make all the right moves P- player personnel and and coaching staff right so if if the team brings in a good managerial hire that's going to make some level of effect but if you don't change the way you build your roster the way you teach hitting the way you you coach fielding and attitude like it only goes so far yeah and you know what i can't believe i'm about to agree with a rod again jesus christ again but he said he goes he was met he was saying the same thing you are and i think it was like the eighth inning saying you know what like if you're the Yankees, stop trying to be smarter than the Rays. Yeah. Like you you could spend more money than him than than them, right? Like you could literally go out and get like yo, go over the luxury tax, say fuck it and get these great players and beat the Rays that way. Stop trying to be like, "Oh, you know what? No, we're going to be smarter than the Rays." Like, no, dude, they do that because they have no money. That's why they have to be smart and concise and make every move so perfect because they don't have the money we have. And because they actually go out and spend fucking big time money and get big time players who make big time plays. That's how we you win. That's how we won in 2009. We went out and made a bunch of great signings and they helped us win a championship. And like now it's like it seems like every signing we make in the last few years, it's like we're never trying to go all in. It's like, oh, like like someone mentioned said on Twitter and it's I, I. chuckle every fucking time i hear something like this but it's so true it's like oh don't worry man how they're uh, steinbrenner's getting the fucking luxury uh tax banner getting hung up tomorrow don't worry man <laughs> we, we stayed under it's so true though because it's like you hear yeah. all this stuff like oh we have to stay under the luxury tax and then when you see this team and the performances they had this year you say you know what man like f you guys man with the luxury tax like put out a good fucking product on the field you're the new york yankees like your dad like like 
people always say like, the, you know what, man, the whole like George thing. And like, you know, we always talk about like months in Twitter and like Yankee Facebook and all these boomers complaining. saying like, oh, if George was alive. But you know what? Every year that this team underachieves like this, you say, hmm. The whole if George is alive argument kind of like has more uh, validity year in, year out. Every year this team doesn't win the AL. You say, you know what, man? Like if George was alive, he'd slap the shit out of his son because like he'd be like, what the hell are you doing, son? Go out and get like put the uh, the best team on the field. He'd be looking at what the Dodgers are doing and saying, oh, man, like, well, why aren't we doing that? That's what we used to do. We used to just go out and get all the best players. Like, we didn't care. Yeah. Like now we try and, to get and, all and, these lower B level rate guys that like you know like oh hey well this we get this guy we'll stay under the luxury tax and we'll maybe just make the AL wild card instead of miss the playoffs like oh and 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 it's really frustrating because they went out and they spent a lot of money on DJ in free agency to bring him back and he had a terrible year two off seasons ago they went out and they gave Garrett Cole the largest free agent contract to a pitcher in history right and obviously he shit the bed tonight but like just in general you said it that the, the product on the field wasn't good and i forget uh, one of our one of the other blogs um tweeted it and maybe the eighth and i forget exactly what it was but basically it said like this iteration of the yankees was just a dumpster fire and yeah, there's it was there a was nothing terrible fun- pro- it was a terrible like, product Right, it's like I'll miss the Yankees playing, right? So like turning on the TV and getting to watch the Yankees. Like we're all Yankee fans at at at, at our core, right? Like we like putting on the power, we like going to games, we like you know, singing New York, New York after the team wins, whatever, right? But this, I wasn't a fan of of this squad. Like I, I gritted through it all year, but this squad, these players, there was a couple of bright spots, yeah, right? One, like of, my least, one of my least favorite Yankee teams. There, I was not a fan of the 2021 Yankees. I'm a Yankee fan at my core, but not this team. These guys didn't care. They had no sense of urgency. They took zero pride in in going about their day and, and putting on the pinstripes all the time. And I know I'm sounding like a boomer here, but like at at some point, you gotta take pride in your job. You gotta take ownership of how you perform. And you gotta feel shame when you when you underperform, right? And they did none of those things this year. And it got to a point where it's just like, all right, I guess I'll just put on the game and just see how they can just mm-hmm. struggle. And and uh, who, who is it who said it in the chat in maybe the, the third or fourth inning today? They were like, I think maybe 20 games were fun this year. And that may be an accurate set. The Yankees yeah. played 163 games this year that mattered, that weren't spring training, and maybe 20 to 30 of them were fun. Everything else was a drag. Even the, the, they won 92 games, lost 71, and a third of those, a, a third of the wins maybe were fun. Like, brutal. Like you got, you, you got to talk right now. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something awful. <laughs> like, look, man. Like, was for me. Like, you know, I was someone who, like, basically all the season, I had the job that, like, I work at night during the week, basically. So, you know, a lot of Yankee games, I would just have on at work. But yeah, like a lot of times, I would just have the game on, and it would just be on. And like, ah, like, like, look, like when when there's a game and you're at work and it's like zero zero in the sixth inning or two one, it's like what what the fuck is there even to pay attention to? Right. Like, and look, it wasn't just like, like, look, it would be one thing if like the Yankees just didn't have the lineup and like, you know, they were scoring like less like two or three runs a game because they just did not have the bats. Right. And you're like, all right, whatever. But at least they're playing clean baseball. Dude, they like, look, there's so many just terrible stats about this team. Right. They it was like them and the Royals this year were tied for the lead and outs at the home plate, right? Double plays. They, I think they were ranked second in double plays. Outs on the bases, they were top three. Uh, they made a lot of errors. They struck out a lot. Like, they they were just... It just wasn't fucking, a good product. It they were ugly an awful product, man. I mean, they really... And look, man, like, the home, like, oh, well, at least they hit dingers. Eh, 
man, they had like 222 home runs. They didn't even hit that many home runs this year. No. They had mm-hmm. two guys with 30, like Judge Judge had 39, Stanton had 35. Like, okay, that's solid. Like, I, you know, and other than that, it was it was nothing. Like, Glaber and DJ each had 10 home runs. Like, awful. like just there was just so many awful performances. And look, man, like, let's just like, we're gonna do a full probably like hour hour and a half long pod. Like this tonight, just like we're probably gonna wrap this up in five or ten minutes, right? But we don't want to go too long. We're, we we nope. like I said, like if we I go past 30 minutes on this, I think I'll break my I'm gonna computer. Break <laughs> but like, look, just looking at the future, this is all I know. You can't like this in like look what this Yankee infield was right like at like this end game infield right obviously Gary wasn't out there tonight but like the infield basically was Gary behind the plate Rizzo at first um, let's let's just assume DJ's healthy for for the sake of argument DJ at se- or Glaber at second Gio at short DJ at third right like that's the that's the Yankee infield that's a fucking terrible infield. Like that's a terrible infield, man. I mean, like, look, you cannot roll that infield out opening day next year. And like, and look, no, no. I've seen. Look, I'm. I've seen people kind of. Some people say, you know, let Rizzo walk, right? Get rid of Rizzo. I'm. I'm not sure. I'm there. Like, I think I'm kind of leaning towards. I think they should get Rizzo back for like a re- if they could get him for a reasonable, pr- reasonable price. But that's we could talk maybe, about that more. Maybe we could talk about that more on on the next pod, but. I mean, you you just cannot have like and look. Glaber came around a bit towards the end of the year. I don't mind how he's Glaber's still young enough where it's like, look, if he's our second baseman next year, fine. Look, I resisted fine. it. For, I resisted like, it as long as fine. possible because I didn't want to a- admit that like, hey, we have to settle because it felt like settling. Right, him going back to second base, even if ultimately that was the right move, it felt like. Well, then we're giving in, right? And and it also creates roster complications because we signed DJ to a six-year contract to play second base, right? Now, if they don't bring back Rizzo, are they going to make DJ the first full-time first baseman? I, I don't hate that if he hits next year, but I, I don't think Gio Shala can be a full-time shortstop. And to no, be honest, he, he needs, may not even be needs back to go, next year. He, if he, if I, I don't know. We, he's going to be arbitration. Yeah, he's going to be arbitration eligible. And with all with the shortstop free agent market, like it, he's right. either going to have to be a, 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 a move back to third base and and a reasonable contract type guy, or they're going to have to trade him or non tender him, which it sucks because he's a likable guy, but I, he yeah there is there is a That's limit the to what whole, he provides. Geo the, the Geo kind of reminded me of DD a couple years ago, where it's like we all like DD. DD's fun, great, some great moments, great play. But they're not good enough to put. But like, on. yeah, it's like, look, man, we we need to upgrade if we want if we want to progress. But yeah, like that, they cannot roll that infield out next year. They just cannot. Roll. And look, as awful as Gallo was. We got Gallows on the team next year, right? Like he's under contract. We're probably not getting rid of him. Let's just let's hope let's hope Gallo could uh, like pop out forty plus home runs for us and, and you know not be completely dog shit like he was for us this year, right? So that's whatever. Obviously we have Judge. Um, who the who knows what center field right with Hicks? Who who knows if he's even going to play baseball next year or ever again? Um. But yeah, I, look. All I'm gonna say is the Yankees need to go out, and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna say three names at short. I, I want I there's one I particularly want between Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, and Marcus Simeon. Ooh, you left out Corey Seager, or do you just don't think nope. he's leaving LA? <laughs> I I just 
one, I think LA is going to get him back. And two, I would honestly, like, I just really want Simeon. Like, that's the one. I want Marcus Simeon so bad yeah. on the Yankees. Like, that yeah. is the one guy. If I had a circle out of any guy, it's Marcus but, Simeon. But, 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 but my fear with Marcus Simeon is you're getting him off a career year. And is, is Marcus Thames is still going to be the hitting coach and he's going to just put his finger on him and he's going to hit 220 for like 22 homers of the yeah, 700 yeah, OPS? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, do you want to pay that guy 25 million a year to just be marginally better than? Uh, like dj right like uh, well, uh, well, that, that's, that's, and that's the problem is that part of what i said too is is how this team teaches hittings like i legitimately want to know what they do is it just that marcus tims is really bad at his job or was the team constructed uh, of really bad hitters are they a lot worse than we thought or is it that marcus tims has some good ideas and the organization says you're going to teach x y and z and he did and the team fell apart because right. of it like there's so many different unanswerables there that they're going to have to figure out, and I don't have a lot of confidence in they are because I think they're very stuck in their ways right now. Whereas you mentioned the 2019, they just went and they signed some good free agents. Like they did things their own ways. They didn't try and keep up with everyone else who was doing stuff edgy and different. Like they knew what worked and they added to a strength that they already had, as opposed to trying to copycat everyone else and, and be better at something that they already didn't. Like, like the Rays, you, you're never going to outsmart them because they've been doing this level of, of strategy and whatnot for like 15 years now. And it's been out of necessity right? because yep. they don't have a high payroll, but they've been doing it so long that you're not going to come close to them. You can't just be like, Oh, well, I'll study a couple of books. I'll uh, read up on analytics or, or watch film all winter. And we'll just, we'll be there with them. It's like, no, you're never going to catch up to them. So you got to do something different. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's, that's pretty much all we got. I mean, Yankees lose six, two. Season's over. Uh, we're going to have a full-length kind of season, eulogy pod later in the week. We'll talk about kind of a little off-season preview, season recap. But, yeah, I mean, one of the more unenjoyable Yankee seasons, to be honest. And it's kind of like it feels like we're signing off like the same way every year. You know, it's just up another loss in either the wild card game or the ALDS or ALCS. And disappointment. Um, hopefully there's a new manager. Uh, like and like you said, who know? Like what would that change? I don't know. I just can't stand Boone. Like I, I'm so the Aaron Boone experience just needs to end. Like I don't like right now. Like as we're speaking, he's probably doing his like post game, you know, with the media, and I don't even want to see I'm, what I'm, he says. I'm gonna my watch. Misery loves company. I really just can't. I can't bear. Like I, I know. I'm. I know. Like the the sicko in me is just gonna like go on Twitter and see his quotes, and I'm like, ah, oh, no. Dude. There's gonna be a tweet with like eight retweets and 200 quote tweets <laughs> with a boon quote and i'm just gonna know uh i haven't God. even looked at social media the whole time we've been on, yeah. on this pod so like i'm sure there's a just a vat of tweets oh, that's, and that's terrible great. takes and everything like it's great yeah, it's classic and, and the day after the yankees go you're just going to be despondent at work all day you're going to be mm-hmm. distracted you're going to be angry and i remember it was mm-hmm. worse when i was in college but like now because like when you're busy at work like that that uh, oh, <laughs> that distracts was, you to yeah, a level Andrew, I was at work when that when Bogarts hit that home run, and I still had like 50 minutes left, and I literally wanted to like leave work. Like I literally wanted yeah. to just like at that point clock out and just go home. <laughs> yep. Like I, at that point, like if I was actually doing something at that point, I would have just completely dropped it and just like shut my computer up. Like I was just I was done. I was done. 
That was but, such a predictable home run. My God. I just, you knew how, how much he was struggling to end of the year. You're like, that's the guy. I, at least I thought so. Right. I, I even said in, we, we had a discord chat going on during the game. And I actually said like right before I hit, I'm like, if there's anyone I'm worried about, it's not, it's not Devers. Yeah, it's Bogart. just because he's been so cold and he's due to do something here. And then like, yep. and he did. Unreal. Yep. Well, that'll do it. Uh, we're going to have this out pretty soon. Like I said, just a little quick recap of that shitty wild card game we all just watched. Yankee season's over. Like we said, hopefully change is coming. But we'll see you guys next time.